What's up everyone? It is Ryan here, Sourcing Guru, and today we're going to get beyond the job board. Uh, while we've spent a bunch of time writing great ads and, and amplifying our job board results, and most likely at this point, you might be spending money on job boards and, and really just squeezing every possible candidate out of those sources the simple fact of the matter is there is more to life than just job boards and one of the most powerful things that an HR person or a business owner or whoever is over the hiring process and specifically sourcing can do is to get beyond just the default approach to finding candidates and expand the the influence and the power of sourcing beyond just the job board so today we're going to talk specifically about some of the most powerful ways to source candidates that will expand your reach that will balance out your source mix and most importantly that will build long-term flywheels and assets for your organization to help you weather storms like we're going through right now to help you become successful and drive that success into the future so stick around Have you dialed in your job boards but still struggle to get enough applicant flow? Have you spent time trying to amplify it but don't see an impact? Are the applicants who are applying either unqualified or worse just ghosting you? Perhaps it's time to add a different type of sourcing power into your recruiting mix. Look, here's the challenge. I was talking to one of my longtime clients the other day and they're struggling to find enough applicants. It's causing them to have to close some of their locations early, which has a major negative impact on their revenue. They've focused almost all of their attention to this point when it comes to recruiting on job boards. And, and let's be honest, that's an easy mistake to make because everybody, even outside of the HR world, believes that when it comes to finding applicants, the job boards are the answer, the only answer, and the default answer. The entire team, therefore, looks to HR to solve this problem of finding them enough qualified applicants for their job because if the solution is job boards, then the person to solve it is the HR person or the person filling that role at smaller companies. The fact of the matter is, though, if you're in that role, and job boards are the focus, then you might be out of bullets to fire, right? When we look at the data on the best employers in their industry, in your industry, in any industry, we can quickly see where some of the problem sets are. Let's talk about what's going wrong here. Number one, complete reliance on just one source. Now at its extreme, that might be complete reliance on just a single job board, but it could also be complete reliance on job boards as the core, primary, and solo focus of generating applicants. Number two, a lack of focus on quality over quantity, right? Focusing on counting how many applicants they're getting instead of recognizing that all of those applicants might actually just be what we might call a vanity metric. It's nice to see the number, but if those applicants aren't actually qualified for the job, don't actually end up getting hired, 
then it really isn't the, the number that we need to be focused on. Number three, a lack of a deliberate proactive plan for other sources, specifically for more powerful sources of applicants. And number four, a lack of management and team buy-in because all of these other sources were gonna need help outside of the HR department when it comes to solving for it. And once again, it's hard to get buy-in if you're not talking about it. And it's very difficult to get buy-in if you don't have a plan of attack or a plan of what to do. Let's back up a little bit and find us a, a spirit animal or something to compare to so that we can recognize kind of what the problem is and how to solve it. Look, I've been running the same company for almost actually just over 15 years now, which is a long time for a, a SaaS tech founder to be in a deal. But one of the biggest things and lessons that I've learned over the last 15 years is that every blessing can be a curse. And, and it comes down to one of my core kind of mantras. I actually got this. It comes from ancient Greek philosophy. Um, but, you know, I get triggered onto it by the movie The Matrix. One of the things that it, it talks about is that there are these kind of three core mantras from Delphi. And one of them is nothing in excess. There is this interesting thing that happens as we get to the point where something starts working really well. Our, our gut says to push into that thing and to drive it farther and farther and farther, which is an important thing to do. But one of the, the downsides, the curse of having one thing that works really well for us is that we can become so fixated on it that we lose balance of making sure we have a backup plan or other things working at the same time. Early on in, in our story at Applicant Pro, this was about marketing and specifically lead gen. We'd started off our company using uh, some small resellers, all very specific ones who sold assessments. And it worked really great to get our initial clients right up until a recession hit. And when that recession hit, I had all of my eggs in one basket, which was these small resellers who all sold hiring assessments. When the recession hit, they changed their business model or focus and started focusing on employee development and performance, and instantly I lost my lead flow. Now, what I did was that I pivoted and started focusing on direct sales through search engine optimization, through using Google to get in front of HR people who at that time were searching for applicant tracking software. It was a great pivot, but to be honest, it was a pivot out of desperation. I had no other options. Now, you would hope that I'd learned my lesson at that point, but what happened next was that I put almost all of my focus on this one source, which was Google. And it ran up and we started seeing massive success from it, and, and it drove our business forward, which was great. And once again, is is the, the primary job when you find a source that works is to amplify it and drive it to its peak performance. But at the same time, I had to make sure that I was balancing out everything else. Because the fact of the matter is what worked for us on Google stopped working after about three or four years. Suddenly, Google changed, com competition caught up with what I was doing, 
and instantly I was left once again struggling to drive my business forward because I'd become too reliant on one single source, that being search engines. One of the biggest problems with Google as a great example as a source was that it was cheap and easy. In fact, it was free. The majority of all the business we were generating from that time didn't cost us any money. And while that is a huge blessing, having a free source of lead flow, it also can be a huge curse because it sets the, the concept in the mind of us as marketers and the company and etc. that it doesn't cost any money to generate leads. And, and when you go to look for that next source and when you have to pivot and, and solve for problems when competition catches up with you or, or the economy or the world changes, suddenly you're left flat-footed. You're left scrambling and desperate. And, and to be honest, one of the things, this is like working out just one single muscle. While that muscle might have become strong, the rest of the body fell out of balance and out of practice of being able to solve these problems. So when it came time to solve this, we decided it was time to mature ourselves as a, an organization and specifically as marketers, that we would become more proactive. The way we solved it was we made a plan of attack that would give us a balance of multiple different sources, search engines and social and trade shows um, and email marketing, etc., etc. as long as well as our partners and resellers. We came up with a much more balanced approach to how we were going to go to market. We would diversify the options or the ways that we were marketing. We would optimize each of those sources or each of those channels individually by building a flywheel or, or kind of a, an approach to what would make it work. And then we had a drumbeat for improvement of each of the areas, not just one single source. What that ended up doing was made, make it so that we had more confidence in running our company. We had more potential ways to solve for problems when they creeped up, such as COVID, such as a big, huge, um, you know, worldwide pandemic that disrupted an entire economy. Now, what does this have to do with hiring? While you might think that this is just a rambling story about generating leads for my software company, the fact of the matter is that almost every single organization out there in the United States right now has made the same mistakes that I made. When it comes to sourcing applicants, it's just marketing. And when you become overly reliant on a single source and worst case, overly reliant on a free version of that source as the core way to generate applicants with no other backup plans, with no other sources, with no other balance. And again, worst case, with only free being the option, it's possible that those blessings, that that blessing of that free traffic has now become a curse. While, while it might have been working before, we allowed the muscles, the budgeting, the approaches and all those other parts to atrophy, to become stagnant, to become reactive. And most importantly, we didn't build up the processes to build and drive those assets and those sources forward. So we're, I'm going to walk you through how to apply what I learned in marketing my business to what you should be doing when it comes to marketing 
your company and your jobs the opportunity of working for you. So here's how it works. Number one, you start with the low hanging fruit. Don't drop the ball on what's working. If job boards are working for you now, don't drop the ball on that. In fact, continue to optimize and improve it. You optimize job boards by writing better ads, by having better targeting, by ensuring you've got great distribution to all the different places, by maximizing conversion, and then by sponsoring those jobs or allocating budget to squeeze every last drop from the job boards. But you don't stop there. We move on to number two where we move up the tree. We start working our way up into maybe some of that fruit that's a little bit harder to get to. Most of this doesn't have to do with spending money. That's why it's a bit harder. It has to do with building up programs and processes to engage them. Specifically what we're talking about here is fans and followers. These are the types of people on social media, on your own website, who walk into your store, who are in, in college, a member of an association, part of a group on Facebook or LinkedIn, any of those places where there are built-in groups or networks of people around a common idea, a common concept, a common pain, or specifically people who know you. These are phenomenal places where you can generate high quality applicant flow to, to drive forward your recruiting. And then finally, as we move up to that last rung of the tree, the top fruit at the top of the tree that's crazy hard to get to, we have to build a machine to get employees to become the promoters of our company and our jobs. This at the pinnacle is where we drive the most value for the organization, the most long-term sustainable sourcing. Now, why would we put so much effort in these other sources? That, that really is the big question on the mind of most companies, is that when you look at a normal sourcing report, which would be how many applicants did we get from each source? What most companies will find is that job boards are driving the majority, as much as 90% plus of all applicant flow. And there's two core problems with using this metric to decide where to allocate resources, time, tension, attention, and money. Number one is that your data for the past just shows you what was happening, then it doesn't show you what you could have done if you'd done something different. That's right. The fact of the matter is, is since your company was most likely wholly focused on job boards, of course the results are going to be that the majority of your applicants come from job boards. That doesn't mean that that's the quote unquote best source. That just means that that is the quote unquote source that's generating applicants based on your approach. It's just the results of your approach. If your approach is wrong, then the data is inaccurate as far as predicting what will work in the future. Number two is that focusing on the source of applicants is focusing on quantity, not quality. And so what you should do is instead be focused on one of two other metrics, the best source of interviews and the best source of hires because that at least will reset your focus to be on the quality metric. It doesn't matter how many applicants you get. If you don't hire them, they are not a good source. They are not the best source. The final part is number three, which is 
metrics aren't going to really help you know what to do next. The metrics you would have to be looking at are not your metrics, but the metrics of somebody who does a great job of balanced, proactive, powerful sourcing in your industry. And that really is the hard part about metrics. Your metrics show you simply the results of your approach. If your approach is wrong or skewed, then they are showing you not proof of what works and not not evidence of what you should work towards, but simply almost pointless data. It just is a, a data point that shows you where you're starting as you progress to start solving. So that, that really is where the problem set comes. I can tell you, and the last part, the metrics on power, being able to see which of those sources actually drives the most power. So what should you look at? Well, simply put, metrics aren't going to help you solve this problem. You just need to come up with a plan and start drumbeating it forward. The metrics you will use is tracking your progress. Specifically, the metrics that you want to look at with your management team are what is our mix of sources so that we get a better balance, so that we make sure that while we may be optimizing the job boards, that we are also driving a drumbeat forward of improving our results from our fans and followers and from our employee referrals. Number two metric to focus everybody on is the conversion rate or the power that a source has. What this is is the number of applicants or the number of hires divided by the number of applicants from that source. You can look at this at a high level for your whole company or you can drill down down to the location or the job type level. What it most likely will show you is that for almost every organization in almost every industry, that fans and followers and employee referrals have the most power, have a substantial increase or, or overage of power compared to job boards. Simply put, they convert much better. Usually we'll see somewhere around five to 10 applicants per hire from employee referrals and fans and followers compared to 50 or 100 applicants per hire coming from the free job boards. It doesn't mean the job boards are bad, it just simply means that the applicants coming from those job boards are less likely to be hired and therefore it takes more effort and more flow and more more uh, energy on the job boards to get to a single hire than it does on some of these other sources. The entire goal of this power metric of showing the conversion rate to your team is to help them understand that these other sources are a quality focus, meaning success isn't going to be measured by the sheer quantity of applicants we generate, is going to be measured by the number of interviews or the number of hires that we get from these sources. Otherwise, if we focus just on applicants, our team will think they're failing and they won't believe in the power of the actions that they're taking. The biggest takeaway is that these other sources don't require money. They require consistent, deliberate, proactive effort over time. So let me tell you how you go about solving for these areas. Number one, you have to set some goals. As an organization, when it comes to sourcing applicants, you should have four main goals. Goal number one is to seek diversification. I'm not suggesting that you run away from job boards or stop using them. I'm actually suggesting that you use them even more and that you optimize and maximize your results from it. But you seek to diversify your mix of sources to include other places that are more powerful, that give you balance, that give you diversified options. Number two, use data to show the power 
and to set the priority of these sources. Again, instead of focusing on how many applicants you're getting per source, you focus on the conversion rate with your team to help them see that you're going to apply your time, your effort, your, your focus, your creativity on the sources that have them that are most likely to turn into hires. Number three, you have to come up with a plan of attack. This doesn't just happen randomly or or without focus. You have to come up with a plan, set your strategy, identify what rocks or goals you need to accomplish in the next three months, in the next one month, and what actions you're going to take in the next week. And you need to make sure that you have a focus on both projects, things you have to do one time to get these things in place, and flywheel, what you have to do consistently every day, every week, every month to keep this going and evolving. And then finally, number four, one of the most overlooked parts of sourcing is consistent, deliberate communication with management, with your managers, with your employees. All of these other sources and sourcing specifically, especially employee referrals, is powered through communication. The fuel that you add to the fire is not money, it's communication. It's deliberate, proactive, consistent communication with the teams from top to bottom. And that goes with pretty much all of the other sources. Now, what is the plan? Number one, set the vision or strategy. Number two, come up with those rocks. Number three, break down the project into phases from preparation or setup to the launch phase to the flywheel or the the phase where you're going to consistently do that deliberate, consistent action. And then the iteration phase where you're going to stop, review, see what's working, see what's not working, come up with another plan of attack and make those adjustments. Finally, the check-in drumbeat. This is where you start actually looking at the metrics behind what's going on. The, the consistent action metrics, the leading indicator metrics, and the lagging indicator metrics to be able to show progress, to be able to show what things are working and that things are progressing. Look, I get that this is most likely a brand new thing for, for most of the people who are trying to source applicants. Whether you're in HR, whether you're a business owner, whether you're an admin, most likely what's be, what I'm suggesting here is something outside of your comfort zone and outside of something you've done before. But I'm going to help. Over the next month, I'm going to show you my approach on powering up your sourcing on each of these areas. I'm actually going to give you my plan of attack, what I do, my checklist, my approaches, my actions, and even my metrics so that you can simply use them as a template to implement on your own. If you just can't wait, if sourcing is such a pain for your organization that you can't possibly wait another day to start fixing this, I'm here to help that with that as well. Let me know, hit me up. I'd be more than happy to schedule a one-on-one call with you to create a strategy for your organization to show you what you need to do next and most importantly, to show you how I can help. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to shoot me an email. Otherwise, until next time, good luck hiring. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode of the 90 Days of Sourcing uh, podcast, mini-series, whatever you want to call it. Super excited for you to be along this ride and along this journey with us. Um, as you are, are listening to this, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast. 
um, and and watch for new episodes coming out in your email or from the podcast system or, or however you consume our content. Um, I would love, love, love to hear any questions, comments, concerns, feedback you have about today's podcast or any episode, to be honest, of any piece of content, whatever it is, or even to hear your specific challenges and pains you're struggling with sourcing. So if you want to give me some feedback, shoot me an email to Ryan Kohler at applicantpro.com. That's Ryan, R-Y-A-N, Kohler, like the faucet, K-O-H-L-E-R, at applicantpro.com. Thanks so much for listening. Till next time, good luck hiring. Yeah.